Obadiah chapter 2, verses 13 says this. For my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. You can be seated. The people of Israel, I don't think I'm going to go long. I'm just going to share something that God put in my spirit. God is looking in order to see the things that God wants to do in this unprecedented times. It's going to take being spirit led. It's going to take the fountain of living water bubbling up and flowing out of you. Jesus said in John chapter 7, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That word flow out of your belly, the word flow in the Greek is literally reo, which is, it, it just means what it says. It's a flow. And literally, that is the sister word or connected word to rhema, God's living active voice. What the scripture is showing us is that if there is a flow in our life, if there's a flow, if there's a, a spirit-led flow, reo is happening, then rhema will be happening. Rhema is God's activated voice where you're reading the scripture and all of a sudden you come across something and then all of a sudden... Bam, it hits you in a whole new way. It speaks to you and you're like, I got to do that now. This is the thing is that I believe that most people here, and the Lord was talking to me about this last night. A lot of us here, we understand and believe the importance of submission. We believe and understand the importance of the word of God and, and obeying it. But where the adversary attacks us, he attacks us in a lot of ways. But where he attacks us a lot, if we're actually involved with God's kingdom, is whether or not we are hearing and obeying and listening to his voice. Because here's the thing. Submission to authority gives you permission. Submission to the word of God gives you the correct boundaries or the, cor- the correct landscape. But the spirit of God, submission to that is the engine that will actually take you somewhere. That is why we have to be submitted not only to a man of God in our life, a pastor, an elder, a leader, because it gives us a covering protection and permission. But also we need to be submitted to the word of God because it keeps us within the right boundaries. It keeps us going in the right direction or could I say God's way. But the other thing that we sometimes neglect and forget because we are human is our distractedness. And our carnality, our humanity, the devil is not our problem. Our flesh, our humanity, 
is our problem. I'm talking, for, Lord's been dealing with me personally also about this, where for two years I didn't even realize that there was some distraction in my life. And God said, hey, look, you want to be a part of unprecedented things? You want, you got to deal with some of this stuff. And I didn't realize that it was getting in the middle of my connection in my flow, where the flow was not as strong, the rail was not happening to the degree that God had called me to because stuff was in the way distraction flesh humanity i feel the holy ghost i know that today has gone a little differently but god has been in it god is in it he's doing something he's restoring he's mending he's reminding you that you are called and god is also trying to reactivate some stuff in you god wants you to be spirit led god wants you to be able to be sensitive to his voice not just in the house the church building but he wants you to be sensitive when you're sitting in your chair drinking your cup of coffee and god says call your aunt right now god wants you to be sitting there while you're reading your bible and says call your co-worker and tell them something encouraging we've got to be sensitive to the voice of god no matter where we are because that is how they flip the world upside down they heard the voice of god they believed the voice of god and they responded to the voice of god I am sick and tired personally in my own life, in my own day-to-day life, just living as a Christian that believes. I I don't want to just believe. I want to be activated. I want to see God do great things. I want to see the sick healed. I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the crippled walk. And that is what God is saying to this church. But you can't forsake living water. You can't hewn out your own cisterns, your own clay pots that only gathers rainwater when it gets a little stormy. When the presence of God comes into the room and all of a sudden the waters and the clouds distill and they drop down because you're in a move of God. He doesn't just want it when you come in the house of God and together we worship, we praise, we set up adoration and God begins to rain down. And we live off of that cistern. We live off of, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God's trying to paint a picture of contrast between what it's like to live in the overflow and what it's like to just gather that rainwater that, yes, the Lord sends down. But if that's the only time you've got water, that's the only time you've got any spirit flowing in you. It's going to dry up. You are broken. You do have areas where it's going to leak through. God said you got to forsake the cisterns rather than forsaking me. If you would forsake the cistern I give you a well that would spring up into everlasting life I give you a I give you a spring in the deeper my God the deeper the deeper the spring goes the more powerful the more water it can hold the greater it is in springing up I don't want to be satisfied with just a cistern that I created in my own humanity, in my own power, by my own strength. I want what Jesus prophesied about in John chapter 7. Out of your belly, out of your belly will flow rivers. He's talking about not a cistern, not even just a well. He's talking about an everlasting spring.
He's talking about a spring that can spring up no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. I feel the Holy Ghost. No matter where you are at work, no matter where you are on the job, no matter where you are with your family, you might be at Thanksgiving dinner and all of a sudden something starts to bubble up. Something begins to just come to the surface and all of a sudden God says, I want to heal that person across the table. And you get up and say, look, I know this is weird. I know this is a different atmosphere, but let me tell you what God said to me that fountain of living water he said right now i'm gonna bring healing almost every miracle i've been a part of has been outside of the church when i've been in a conversation i may have been just looking at somebody in that spirit of god that well begin to that spring begin to rise up and bubble over and say i want to do something because it's not you to begin with it's what's inside of you so it's got to be flowing out of you for it to get to somebody else but if all you've got is a cistern it will never flow All you've got is a cistern. It will dry up. Oh, I feel some authority in this. I feel God in this place. Can we lift our hands right now? Jesus, I pray that your angelic hosts would be operating and sent to do the work that they're called to do. Send them forth to to begin to shake things and break things and those ministering spirits go forth right now in this atmosphere to deal with hearts to get hungry for the spring and stop settling for the cistern in the name of Jesus Christ that they get hungry for the spring that bubbles up and they would forsake the cistern come on in the name of Jesus Christ I want to be hungry for a flow i want the flow to bubble up out of me i want to see souls saved i want to see people change i want to see the broken made new come on in the name of jesus in the name of jesus who's gonna forsake a cistern who's gonna forsake a cistern who's gonna forsake a cistern you come and you gather your water on thursday night you come and you gather your water on sunday morning you come and you gather your water on sunday night but then all of a sudden when the sun and the trials and the things begin to happen it begins to evaporate rather than there being a flow it evaporates out of that cistern Come on, in the name of Jesus. A lot of scholars believe that when Joseph was cast into the pit, he was cast into an empty cistern. When we live by cisterns, that's when strife, backbiting, gossiping, attacking. Because there's no water there, there's no purpose. There's no water. There's no purpose. Idleness is the devil's workshop. So all of a sudden you start seeing people throwing each other into people's pits. Because there's no water there. A lot of those pits were just empty, broken cisterns that no longer had any purpose. I refuse to be somebody or a place that backstabs and throws my brother into broken, empty cisterns. I don't want to be like that. I want to have a flow where there's purpose in my life. Acts chapter 9. Watch this. This is the hour we are stepping into. 
Acts chapter 9, verse, verse 10. As you know, Saul, I'm going to begin ending here. But I pray and hope that the Lord will continue to deal with your heart about saying, God, whatever fallow ground. The difference between a cistern and a spring, of course, aside from location, is depth. Maybe there's a spring a little bit deeper to where you put your cistern. And flesh in the scriptures represents dirt, or dirt represents flesh. So maybe you just got to dig out some more of that flesh that you've been having in your life so you can actually get to a spring. Maybe you've got to just dig some stuff out of your flesh so you can find the flow. Acts chapter 9 verse 10 says this. There was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. This story is picking up for most of you would know this. If you don't, the apostle Paul, his name was Saul. And literally his job, his job was to literally go around and persecute the church and kill Christians. That's what he did. And he had the authority of the top chief, chief priests, Pharisees, and said, go and Go and take these guys out. They're making too much of a ruckus. And so Saul was on his way to Damascus to go kill more Christians, persecute more Christians, throw them in jail. And while he's on the road, a light from heaven shines down and knocks him off of his horse. And God begins to speak to him and say, why are you, why are you kicking against me? I'm the one that you're persecuting. It's me, the one true God. And God struck him with blindness. Couldn't see for three days. But he began to pray and seek God. A man that was violent, dangerous, angry, and was coming for the people of God. And the story picks up where a man named Ananias certain disciple Damascus named Ananias where Paul was going to persecute. He says, Ananias said uh, to him, said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, he could hear the voice of God. He had rivers of living water. He had a fountain. He said, behold, I'm here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, arise and go into the street, which is called straight and inquire in the house of Judas. For one called Saul of Tarsus, behold, he prayeth. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting on him his hands and saying that he might receive his sight. Now watch this, verse 13. Watch this. This is very critical. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard. I have heard. By many of this man, how much evil he hath done to the saints at Jerusalem. Mm. He hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel 
unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And I will show him how great things he must suffer for my namesake. And Ananias went his way and entered into his house. God, I've heard a lot about this man. The newspaper's been talking about this man. The media's been talking about this man. The synagogue and the temple's been talking about this man. I have heard from everyone else around how dangerous, how evil, how the, who this man is. But the Lord spoke and said, go. Oh, when you've only got cisterns, you're only worried about what you're hearing everybody else say. When you've only got cisterns, you're only hearing what the, the, what the media is saying, what the mainstream media, what the newspaper, what the city and town is saying. But when there's a spring, you walk in confidence, in boldness, because you're not going under your own ability, own authority in your own strength you are going under the unction of the Holy Ghost while everybody else says don't go, it's dangerous don't go, that's very uncomfortable God says go God I don't know about that city I hear there's a lot of murder in that city God, I don't know about that town. I hear it's dangerous. A lot of breaking in and entering. And a lot of crooks. People acting up. God says go. God says go. God says go. But you will not hear with a cistern. You will not hear what God is trying to say because it's in that place of overflow. It's in that place of the spring rising up and bubbling out of your being where it goes before you because it's just flowed out of you and it's going to those places because it's not you, it's him. There was a situation. There was a situation not long ago where somebody came to me and said, I want to be delivered from nicotine. I said to them, no, you don't. I literally did say that. They said, well, what do you mean? I said, if you stop buying it, I'll pray for you. Why, why would I say that? I'll tell you why. Because God doesn't respond to just a request. He responds to faith. Because you could be requesting something you really don't desire just to make other people feel better about you, but you know you're still bound. I said, no, I'm not praying for you. I said it in love. Jesus did the same thing. So if y'all look at me like, oh, he's mean. Well, Jesus called a woman a dog. He ain't done that yet. <laughs> I haven't spit on anybody yet. Don't say that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. He said, I'm done in this city. I need to go to the next. But there's a lot of people here that are calling for you. doesn't matter. He said, go. So I, this, this, this person asked me, I'm not going to say where. It could be in another state. You have no idea. It doesn't matter. 
I said, I'm not praying for you until I see faith. Once I see faith, I'm praying. Because the Bible doesn't say you need a lot. It says you need a mustard seed. Just the decision of not buying it is enough. God's going to do something. I forgot about it, honestly. A few years later, not long ago, I was sitting in a, either a service or a prayer meeting or a house meeting. doesn't matter where. And I'm sitting there and I'm praying and man, I'm feeling that overflow. Just God is moving. God is moving. And all of a sudden I look up and I see that individual. And God says, now pray for them to be delivered from nicotine. I went and I felt my help come on because it's not, a, it's not us. I felt that overflow bubbling up and coming out. I feel it in this place. Wait. I felt it. I felt it bubbling out. And I went up to that person. I said, lift your hands by the authority of the word of God and by the power that's in the name of Jesus. I curse the spirit of nicotine. I command that you be completely free from this day forward. And something broke. I, I felt it. I, I literally, it wasn't a noise. It wasn't loud. It wasn't emotionalism. It was speaking with the overflow and commanding it to be done in the spirit. That, that nicotine, that spirit, it's a spirit. I'm so sick and tired of people telling me, oh, it's just weird. No, it isn't. The devil is a lie. You can be free. You can be free in the name of Jesus Christ, but you got to want to be free. You got to want to be free. I laid my hands upon them, spoke the word of faith. Some others came around and prayed. I feel that delivering power. I feel the overflow right now all over this place. And somebody's going to hop into rivers of living water and overflow where it might be a deliverance you need. Or maybe you're about to crush and break the cistern, throw it out of your life and finally start digging for a spring so that God can well up. God can flow through you. God can flow through you. young man came to me he came to me not long ago I prayed the word I forgot about it he said I gotta tell you something I haven't touched a cigarette I haven't touched a vape in weeks I don't even have the desire God took oh, I don't even have a desire God set me free there's people in this place it's time for you to hop into the rivers of living water it's time for you for now forever to break the cistern and say God I'm done if you want that in your life I want you to come to this altar in faith and say God I'm ready to break the cistern if you need to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking with other tongues God will fill you right now my God I feel the overflow I feel the rivers of living water swelling up bubbling up you don't have to want it it's up to you but you won't see what God has for you unless you begin to dig unless you begin to dig you've got to begin to dig you've got to begin to dig
God, I'm not forsaking you, living water. I'm going to forsake my cistern. I'm going to forsake my cistern. I'm going to forsake my cistern that just holds the rainwater when I show up. Come on, if you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you're a guest, lift your hands towards heaven. We're going to pray for you. And God will do a work in your life. God wants to put rivers of living water deep in your soul. Come on, dig, 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 dig. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse, I refuse to let my flesh dictate what I've got going on in my spirit. Come on, dig in. Dig in. There is a deep call right now. Calling for depth. Calling to break the cistern. Calling to break it, get rid of it, and let it come from the, the natural spring of God's presence. Not from somebody else's rainwater. Not from just the church's rainwater. But from your own relationship. Let it come from a deep place. I want to be spirit-led. I want to be spirit-led. I want to hear the voice of God. That's how they did it in the book of Acts. They heard the voice of God. Come on, cry out to him right now. There's something. There's something. There is something that's happening. I feel in the Holy Ghost up here in the front of this altar there's a spring right here and the waters are troubled right here and if you begin to dig God's going to begin to break open some things in your spirit Oh God, I refuse to let my distractions, my humanity, I refuse to allow the works of the flesh to keep pulling me into a place of a cistern. I'm hungry, God. I'm hungry for deeper things. I'm hungry for deeper places. I'm hunger. Come on, God's going to use some of you in the gifts of the Spirit right now. Begin to minister. Begin to minister if you're not praying for yourself. But dig if you're praying. Dig, dig, dig if you're praying. Yeah. You can be free. Come on, you can be free. The nicotine's got to go. The addiction's got to go. The pornography's got to go. You can be free. You can be free. I feel the authority of the Word of God in this place. By the authority of the Word of God. By the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that addictions would be broken. I command that fear would be broken. I command anxiety would be broken. I set you free in Jesus' name. I set you free in Jesus' name. Come on, the authority of God is here. Come on, dig in. Do not hold back. Dig into that place. Hey, Abo Shatabaha. Yay! 